Are you ready? Ready to release internal pain? To find confidence, clarity, and direction for your future? To live a life of meaning, fulfillment, and contribution? To trust your intuition again, but something's been holding you back? You've come to the right place. Welcome. I'm Ian Hawkins, the host and founder of the Grief Code podcast. Together, let's heal your unresolved or unknown grief by unlocking your grief code. As you tune in to each episode, you will receive insight into your own grief, how to eliminate it and what to do next. Before we start, I have one request. If any new insights or awareness land with you during this episode, please send me an email at info at ianhawkinscoaching.com and let me know what you found. I know the power of this work and I love to hear the impact these conversations have. Okay, let's get into it. Afternoon, everyone. It's Friday again, so here we are for another chat this week. I have Stuart McCulley. Welcome, Stu. How are you? Going well, thank you, Ian. Friday, I love Fridays. It's the best, yeah. Just been weeding the garden, so got outside, bit of fresh air, and uh, just cleared the mind, ready to go. Oh, I like that. We might talk more about weeding the garden because I think that's going to be relevant for our conversation. Firstly, how good is that background you've got there? It's pretty flash. Uh, I can't take any credit. My wife, she's the she's the um, design guru in the house. So lots of people say, "Oh, it's a bit awesome." It's just a piece of Merameco, um just material put over put over a frame. Looks pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. I can have a red hat or a yellow hat or a, I don't want my shiny head. So there we go. A little bit of a distraction. There you go. Well, I won't be able to look at you without thinking about you wearing a hat now. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So a little bit about yourself, Stewie, like what you do now. Um, and then we might dive back a bit and look at, you know, how you came to be where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty... It's pretty interesting. Um, I, I often look, will look back and go, how did I get here? People go, well, what are you doing now? And what, what I'm doing now is uh, it's an evolving creature. Uh, I run, a, I run a, a business called Next Level Elite, which is essentially was set up as a, a mentoring program for elite athletes from different sports. Saw there a, a bit of a, a market to, to bring together different people from different sports to learn from each other. And then I bring in experts um, in different fields who can share their knowledge. So the, it's really all about people prepared to give back but share information with others and we can all learn from other people. And um, the, the, the business is now, I'm at a point where I'd like to spread it to more people than just not just here in Adelaide, across Australia, which is starting to happen and also internationally. And um We'll talk about that later on about how that's happened. But essentially, I work with people. I like to uh, help them steer the ship. And uh, we've got to find out where they're headed first. And we've got to work out between ourselves where where that destination is. And uh, without that, I can't really help them out. But uh, I can certainly throw a few questions their way to support them to work out a bit clearer what that is. And then... Um, yeah, we work out a bit of a plan moving forward. Love it. And 
I love that's a good lead into what we talked about just before we came on air, which was the, one of the podcasts that you put me onto, and it was Ben Crow talking about we have to help people to find what they want, but before we help them find what they want, we have to help them to see who they are. Mm. But most people are too scared to to do that because they might they're frightened of what they might find. So that's probably a good lead in for you to ask around what's happened for you in the last six months at a time where you had already been doing that work to of who you are and, and where you're up to. So you were getting help in different areas, but yeah, maybe share a bit of a pretty powerful story that you've been through over the last yeah, little while and how you've dealt with that. Yeah. Been interesting. So <laughs> like everyone, um, leading into COVID, I was actually looking to go online with my business and, thought, how does this work? And then a, a guy from America, a, a friend of, said, oh, we'll, we'll do a video chat. Let's do this Zoom thing. I was like, what? What are you talking about? Zoom? Anyway, now I'm an expert on Zoom like everyone else, but it, it, it helped open my eyes as to what, what's what's possible. Um, what happened, and I'll just look back to the list, what happened back in um, April this year is that um, – I jumped online via LinkedIn and 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 pretty much put out a message. I know this is where we, we, we'll get to the other part in a minute, but I put out a message just to people saying, hey, my name's Stewie. I'm, I'm into athlete mentoring and uh, anyone who wants to have a chat about it, let's do it. Um, and so there I put it out to maybe 40-odd people, um, came across one particular guy who had some pretty amazing contacts and I thought, well, why not? Just ask the question and put the hand up and say, who wants to talk? And out of that, I think there was about eight people. Um, one was your good self um, who said, I'm, I'm in. What, what does this look like? And starting having a chat. And some of the others were really interesting people. There was a guy called uh, Lee McDermott um, who was an Olympic uh, gymnast um, who ended up being a coach, head coach for Cirque du Soleil for about four or five years, I believe. Um, very cool. Yeah. Um, guy called Graham Thompson, who was an international rugby player for Scotland, um, who, who, as if, it was as if we'd been mates for, for 20 years. He really just got on there and went, How you going? What, what how, how, are you, how are you traveling? I went, Oh, well, actually, we're going okay. And we, we spoke for two hours and have consequently, um, caught up with people. So, what was happening in that space for me was like, okay, there, there are people out there who actually I, I can learn from um, and then it's, it just sort of continued on and hence we're having a chat now. Yeah. And then um, I believe it was about May, yeah, May, um, so a month after that, um, I ended up with a little trip into hospital, um, had some pains, which I'd had before. It was some kidney stone. It was a kidney stone, this three millimetre little creature, which buckled the six foot seven big man, um, landed me in hospital, which which just happened. Um, we dealt with it, um, got on with things. And then uh, a good friend of mine said, how about you go and speak to this homeopath who might be able to support you in reducing the, the, the possibility of getting these kidney stones back and, I know you and I have spoken about this and went and saw this lovely lady who said, uh, we'll, we'll, we will manage the, uh, we'll 
we will um, test and see what the energy levels are doing in your body. So what you'll do is hold on to these couple of um, um, rods or yeah, electric little rods and it'll measure the energy. And I, and I said to her, do whatever you need to do. Slap me in the face with a wet fish if you need to. I don't care what you do. I, I need to not have those things again because they're awful. Yeah. She was unreal and being so comprehensive and going through this list of, of um, potential things that are going on in my body, um, what's happening with food intake, da, 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 da. And then one of them, one of them was, uh, she said, looks like there's something going on with your reproductive system. And she says, is everything okay there? And I said, well, yes, but I knew in the back of my mind that I'd been keeping keeping check on my left testicle, which um, for about 12 months had been feeling different for, 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 for what of the word, just sort of, I, I knew something was, wasn't quite right. It was not sore, but just felt different um, physically. So that was the wake up call. Went to the doctor the next day, um, said, we, we need to check this out. Had a, had a uh, ultrasound just to, she said, it seems okay, but let's just double check. Had an ultrasound. They said, you need to go back to your doctor the next day. And so the, the alarm bills went off. Alarm bills, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, let's let's get on to this. Uh, back to my urologist. G'day, mate, I'm back again. Uh, he has one look and says, well, let's remove that testicle. I was, I was a bit, I, I, was, I was happy that we're going to get rid of it. I said, what, no biopsy? He goes, no, we'll do that when, when that all happens. So June 1, I stepped back into the hospital, round two, um, had the operation, removed the testicle, did a biopsy, and uh, the results came back the next day um, saying it was a seminoma, which is essentially that is uh, testicular cancer. So again, alarm bells going, wow, okay, what do we, what do, we do from here? Um, yeah. And that, and that was pretty simple. Um, it was a matter of going and have having um, having blood tests and and a CT scan of of the the lungs and the groin to make sure that things hadn't spread to the lymph nodes, etc. And uh, thankfully, the results came back that afternoon to say everything was was all clear. So I can I can distinctly remember getting that call, and I was literally. On a, on a chair and I literally just just collapsed and just with relief. Um, oh, massive relief. Not not only for me, but for my whole family, my wife and my two kids who who were absolutely stoic during during that week. So it was literally a week between where to go to to make it all happen. Um yeah. and so since then uh yeah has made me decide to prioritize about what what I what I'm doing, who I'm doing it with, where I'm spending my time, um, and making sure that uh, yes, I'm looking after me, but also making sure that those that are those are in my in the circle uh, are looked after as well in a way that um, you know is required. So yeah, yeah, pretty fine. Yeah. And, and I remember you saying that, that that it was traumatic for you. Part of like you you were experiencing it, so you were probably dealing with it better. You said, but but your family like it was like they were putting on a brave face, but like you mm. discovered, they they were really struggling with the whole thing. So so how did you then 
process that as a family going forward, given that that really was a traumatic time for all of you? Hmm. Keep, I keep reflecting back and sort of going, well, that, that, that happened, didn't it? And I've, I've spoke to my kids since about, and what we, we talk, we're a very open family talking about what, you know, how, how things are and how, how it could have been and saying, you know, we, we need to make sure we look after ourselves, uh, listen to our bodies. Uh, if there is something feeling or looking different, uh, let's, let's get it sorted out because we, we all were put in the position of, this could have been really catastrophic and had a massive impact on everyone. And um, I, I could tell afterwards that it the, the, really took its toll, especially on the kids. You could you could tell there was there was a bit of pressure in the way they were behaving. But as as far as you know, emotionally. But um, that's why regularly now I'm 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 around them. I spend more time just going and watching what they do at like their sports or their school stuff and drop them off at school and actually really um, enjoy those, that, those times with them because for, for you know, for a week there, th- things got, things got real. And, and we, we always talk quite in a positive manner just for the, 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 the scope or the, the landscape that I live in. However, um, we had to draw, all of us had to draw upon all those positive mindset, self-talk um, tools um, to, to get us through that. Like, we've got this right. Yep. Yep. We have. We're on. Everything's right. Um, it, 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 was, it, it, was a, it was a test. And 2020 has been a test, but we, we just had a couple of others thrown in there along the way to bring us all together. And what I mentioned before was bring us together as a group, but also realise who 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 we don't need in that space to keep yeah. forward forward. Yeah, and there's there's a nice little synergy with you reaching out to your network to then allow space for more people to come in. And I'm so appreciative that uh, that I took you up on that offer, and we've had some really amazing conversation since then and so it's great to be chatting about some of those things today you talked about something in that last dance where you said trust in your body and i want to dig deeper there because you said you said probably for a year leading up to that point you kind of got that sense that something wasn't quite right even though Mm. you'd been told that it was and Mm. that you said that that was a real lesson for you that we, we need to if something doesn't feel right and even if we've been told, no, you're all good, but it keeps not feeling right, we need to keep pressing and maybe explore different ways of finding out because, yeah, you definitely knew in your heart that something wasn't quite in the right spot. Yeah, exactly. And that, and I suppose I'd take that analogy or that, that realness for that, that, that physical, something physically that could be happening to me and help to transfer that across to all the people that I work with and it's not just athletes. So if I'm talking to someone who's a, you know, whether it's a CEO or a coach or a parent or it doesn't matter, we, we, you know, we, we're talking with people here. It's if you feel, if you feel in your gut and I'll often refer to, you know, the gut is not often wrong. That gut feel is really powerful. If you're, if you're happy to listen to that and go, I've got that feeling again. What, yeah. what am I going to do with this moving forward? 
And and I suppose what, what it's helped me to do, Anne, is actually when I'm listening to people and that active listening skill is something as a mentor I've had to work on a lot, um, less talk, more listening, to actually really listen but ask those right questions of those people because it's tough it's tough to put the hand up it's it's tough to ask for that help um unless you've got someone there who can actually draw that out they know something might not be right because because they know you um and i've i've had a i've had a um something really really recently about someone i've been working with and I could just tell that something wasn't quite right, and I've I've slowly asked the right questions to draw that out from them, and they're they're happy to share stuff with me that they probably wouldn't have with anyone else, um, and it's actually become a good result for that person. Um, but yeah, it's it's just made it's just made me take the blinkers off, and that that's I suppose part of part of the role that is one of my goals with all the people I work with is to help them look outside and just just look around and see what else is out there um but knowing that if something isn't quite right so it, it could be you're not getting on with the coach it could be you're not getting on with your partner or it doesn't really matter what that is but it's what are you going to do to make change like i had to make change by going to the doctor so we all make decisions to help us be different. And that takes courage, it takes confidence, it takes um, great self-esteem. Um, and if you haven't got the people around you to prop you up when you are fragile, making those decisions is a, is a really, really tough, a tough thing to do. Like it's really tough. Yeah. You, yeah. You know that. So... Yeah, it's changed the way that I I support people now, um, having having been really fragile. Um, and I do remember it was about two weeks after I'd got out of hospital. I'm working with a group of nine athletes at the moment, who, and one of them was heading back to Queensland um, after COVID. And I I wanted just to get them all together so he'd get a nice big group photo. Um, and that was probably a little bit selfish on my behalf, but part of that was just reflecting on that now. Part of that was I, I needed them around me because they're they're the reason that I do what I do because I see people growing and getting better at what they do. And mate, I was I could hardly walk. I was still still sore, and I, my wife drove me there, and I dragged myself and walked across this park and stood there and. My energy energy levels were a bit wobbly, and but I got them together, and we all chatted, and I was like, it wasn't about the photo. That that was the that they thought it was, but for me, I needed I needed these good people around me because they're they're the ones that, you know, it was their turn to to prop me up. Yeah, as opposed to the other way. So good. You've you've worked in that space long enough that you know that. When you allow yourself to be that active listener and ask good questions, you you actually learn as much, if not more, than the person you're helping because mm. it's often shining a light on something within yourself that might need attention 
or it's just getting you to look at the world in a completely different way. So I, I love how you've described that. Yeah. I, I, I sort of probably took me about two years once since I started, and I started this about six years ago. It was probably about two years in. I, I realised how much that I was learning from these individuals, and I thought it was going to be about me sharing information with them and supporting them and you need to do this and here we go. But very quickly... Um, I was taught by, and especially more these younger people, like some as young as 15, were were sharing things with me or, and I was like, wow. So from, from that point on, every time I start with a new person, yeah. whether it's a group, individual, teams, I say to them straight up, I'm not here to tell you anything. I'm here to share some information. But most importantly, all of you, every one of you are going to teach me some stuff. So thank you in advance for, for doing And they sort of look at me a bit funny and go, oh, what do you mean? I'm going to, I'm going to, I can teach you. You're the mentor. Like, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's Jim Rohn. He says, um, the, when the student is transformed, the teacher is also transformed. Um, see how it was great to chat to you earlier in the week. I'll have to get you on here for a chat very soon. Return the favor. Um, so you mentioned before gut feel. So something that's shown up for me recently and, and a great reminder is sometimes when we follow our gut feel, we don't get the result we're thinking and then we might not trust our gut next time. Mm. It's remembering that when we follow our gut, it doesn't always take us to the actual thing. It just yeah. takes us to the next step, which might be the next step, the next step, which is the thing. So yeah. what, what's been your experience with trusting that gut and maybe with an example of something that's ended up being a really powerful lesson or you've got to where you need to get from, from trusting that gut, even at a time where maybe you were doubting it? I'll give you an example. It's it's probably it's a real example would be what I'm doing now in this business because it, when I started, I, I really just I just jump jump ship and said I'm going to have a crack at this. I just need to do it because yeah. I, I I knew I knew I could help make a difference with with people. I know people talk about making a difference, but I, I know I really can getting that relationship with people and then bringing people together and then and then taking it where it needs to go for, and being that facilitator. So not professing to not know the answers, but facilitate where that needs to go. And that comes from understanding your people. So the only way that works for me is for me, for me to understand the people. And then there was probably a few times in, in, in that first probably three years where, there, I mean, there was lots of knockbacks and people just going, oh, yeah, we don't need that stuff. We already do it, da, da, da. And I was like, Okay. Uh, who, who's next? Who's next? Who, 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 I'll, I'll knock on another door. I'll knock on another yep. door because I know this will come. And and some people who supported me right from the get go would would rock in, see me after you know a couple of years and going, you're a stubborn bugger. You, you're still just hanging in there, aren't you? You just you, like you, you're not going to let this go. I said no because. I've actually found the thing that drives me. 
I feel really lucky that I'm doing exactly what I needed need to be doing. And it took me 45 years to work that out. Okay, so people think, oh, you've, you're doing what you love. Great. It, it took a long time and it took a lot of risks to get there. And I know I chatted with you about this another time, which was having the courage to take that first leap and that and that's where that gut feel so I've, I've just worked out how i can you know wedge this in so when i was uh teaching at a behavior management school was there for eight years um it was really really challenging really challenging and i got to a point where i walked into my principal's office one day and said i'm done he said yep i've seen people not even last half a day here so yeah i think you've you've managed quite well to get through eight years of dealing with um yeah tough situations and so the 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 gut feel kicked in quite quickly um for me for that to make that decision and since then i've actually worked in probably three or four other positions where for me to pull the pin on being where i need to go the gut feel would kick in sometimes I, I reacted on it a bit quicker than others um but the gut feel was was the first indicator for me to go all right you're not comfortable and what needs to change and what are you going to do about it um so I, i'm pretty sure that got easier as each time i'd i'd change things and now running my own business there would be times i'm thinking what the what, what you know what am i putting all this energy into and it's where's it going but that's when the reverse gut feel of you're you're you've got this you you know what you need to do and yeah. that 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 has trans transpired i suppose early this year starting with the linkedin call out for me, and yep. I wrote notes before about you know giving myself permission to actually open up and say, "Hey, anybody else want to talk about what I'm doing?" Because um, I, I love it. <laughs> and and what's happened since then? This is this, and and I look back at now and going, all of a sudden, really since then, all of these awesome people have come in come into my world. All right, and yourself being part of that because. When I'm talking to you, and, and you know you get the same thing, you you walk away going right, pumped, pumped. Where am I going next? Um, having those people around you, and I, I've actually welcomed a couple of people in to work right alongside me at the moment to help expand where I'm where I want to take things, and they're in it for the right reason. And and I know that again, it, that that's from gut feel, um, from experience, knowing that people have. Have, have been and experienced great things. Um, and, and a guy that I, 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 I lean on when I need to, I caught up with him this week and, and he was, his words were, you, you know exactly where you need to go. Um, just, just keep, just keeping, keep the eyes open, the right people around you. You, you will be fueled by what that needs to, because all of a sudden you've, you've, pushed away or decided not to let in those other tie kickers within within your world um yep. makes it so much easier so yeah gut 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 feel for me um it works 
but I've had but I've had to endure and make some really tough decisions to to get confidence in knowing that when I when I listen to it, I'm cool. I'm cool with what what that is and where where I need to take it. I love it. Can you touched on something before, and I'd love to hear about your own like how you've how you've had this skill instilled in you and how you're helping other people now. And that is that ability to take action and just just do it. Because I know there'd be a lot of people who have maybe reached a part in a, a point of time in their career who either because of circumstances that have led them to have to now look at like a different way of working or maybe they're just at that point where they don't love what they're doing and they're thinking of changing direction and they're just they're, they're not sure what to do next. Yeah. You've just done you've done it continually over your career. So so where do you think that ability to do that was installed? Because I'm sure it would have been much earlier than your adult years. And mm. and also importantly, how do you help other people to create that same shift in the work that you do now? Yeah, okay. So the first part, how did I how did I have have that courage? I suppose it I've spoken to my dad um, big Mal McCulley, champion man, um, a lot in the last few years. And I've learned a lot about his life, how – and he, he was a guy who who went and, and started his own business um, after working, you know, working for other people for, for times. And he, he t- told me some stories about, you know, the risk that he, that he took for, for the family and for him to, to roll with it and, and have, a, have a real go. Um, I've got a lot of traits of his, uh, thankfully, um, um, and and I suppose thinking back that he's always he's always been someone who can give me give me confidence in knowing that you, you're good at what you do. Back yourself, keep working hard. He's always going work hard. Make sure you, you're doing what you need to do, and keep keep knocking on doors and um yeah. and, and and he's told me those stories over the years and I suppose subconsciously I've I was sort of listening to, to those things because he, he he used to tell me like he used to go and just drive drive up driveways of farmers and go and knock on the door right around Australia and just go and see people but he had that ability to have the relationship with people and so that's something that was certainly passed to me as a um, as a youngster, and I, I've always been able to strike up the relationship with people. And um, an interesting one is I always got on with the bad kids at school. Like, I don't know why, I had to talk them down. Everyone was a little kid; they'd want to come home and want to bash me or something, and I'd, I'd be able to just talk them out of it. I, could, you know, somehow I'd throw a question at them or just somehow get around. So that. That ability um, or skill for me has been paramount in, in what I do. Um, and then the second part of your question, I suppose, Ian, is that what happens now is because I've been able to, ex- I've experienced lots of um, change and ability to, to make those decisions. I have I have heaps of chats with people, and it's not just close friends, but people who say, well, you should go and talk to Stewie because, you know, he, he just frames things in a different way. Um, and it's often about changing jobs. Uh, and um, I say to them, well, you're not a tree. 
you're not you're not rooted down to one position. You're able to get up and move along. And I've had but I've had plenty of chats with with group and group scenarios saying you don't have to be here. Like people will sit in there and whinge and moan about the company or the boss or people they're working with. Doesn't matter. I'm going. Yeah, that's that that's that's your opinion. But you don't need to be here. That's cool. You you, you can move off. And they'll, they'll sort of look at me and go, "What do you mean? What do you mean I can move?" Yeah, and then I'll give an example of what what I've gone through and go. Well, you know what? Working is working is tough when you don't like it. it has effect on you and you know, other people around you. And yeah, and it's amazing how much people can. It, it's it's that it's that permission. Yeah. I. You, you can do this. In fact, I ran into a guy this morning who was off to – he wanted to start his, a, a new business. He'd been in a place for 25 years, and he said to me, yeah, thanks for some of those chats we've had in the last few months because it sort of helped instill in me that confidence of, yeah, you can go and crack crack into this. And I went, yeah. Well, you were actually helping me as well with our chat. So, you know, the, yeah. the, the impact happens by – Happens sort of vicarious sometimes because that they're thinking about something. We're we're just talking about getting on and doing what you like doing, and I think that's that's the key of of being happy in whatever that looks like. No. Yeah, I think it's really important to to share those experiences with people when they have had an impact. It's also important to remember for everyone, no matter what position you're in, is it. Just because you're not getting that feedback from people saying of the impact that they're having, knowing that you still are having an impact, because so many people aren't comfortable to give that feedback, right? Mm. It's, it's not. We live in a world now where there's a, an addiction to like we post things and and like for likes and comments and all these sorts of things. It's the people who aren't engaging who are probably having the bigger impact because. They're not just doing it as a, you know, they're not just like, okay, well, I'll like that and move on. They're, they're the ones who are actually having an impact. So if you think about the rest of your life and you're, you're talking to people and you're, you're spreading your message and, and even people on the periphery of your, your network, they're, they're getting the impact. So we can't lose sight of that as humans, yeah. of the positive impact that we can have. Yeah. And look, I think – I think it's if people if you, you if you can show that you are happy to share stuff, and a, and a classic example yesterday was when we were talking about that that podcast that I flicked through to you that that yeah. came from um, one of my athletes like two days ago. She said, "You need to listen to this," and so I flicked it to like three or four people within twenty four hours because I know it hits the mark with all of those people, and it was like, "Wow, that." Where did that come from? Because this is this is timely. So this is that example of the the attraction of things that you need right here and now. And so whether it's um, flicking a link to a podcast, um, talking out a book, um, the Resilience Project um, is something that I was introduced to not that long ago, and it's been around for for many years. Um, I read it and went, "Why didn't someone tell me about this earlier?" <laughs> So so relevant to what I do, and I've consequently flicked it to some people who are 
really struggling um, in in some areas of their lives, and for them, it's been actually really life changing for them. They're like all I did yeah. was recognise because because I'd spent the time probably four years ago with some of these people, getting to know how they tick. I've got the relationship. I know exactly what they need. Four years later, I go, I've got a book for you. So it doesn't just happen. And, th- and this is something that that someone brought to my attention this week was that people, people may not, totally value what you've got to offer when you go and sit down with them for the first time because they don't actually understand how many years of experience that you have of, say, for example, getting relationships with people, that people like you because of certain reasons. And I look back now and go, there are people that I keep coming across in my life because I've, I've spent the time on getting in a relationship with them right back in the get-go. This could be 20 years ago, but I'll bump into them and then it's not hard to just pick up the pieces and go, actually, yeah, you know, here's something that might interest you because I know you as opposed to I see you for five minutes in some workshop and I never see you again. So my... My ability to understand people and then know where to help top up their toolbox in the right time and knowing what tool to chuck their way, that's that's for me to work out. Um, but being clear on, on new stuff as well, and that's why I don't have it all. So the more stuff that people chuck at me and going, you should listen to this. You should listen to this. And this, this is, you know, this is an example today. I'm, and I hope that from listening to us chat today, that if you know, I'm, I'm happy to talk to people. If people want to, you know, get in contact and say, yeah, how do you make those calls? How do you have a crack at doing that stuff? Like, oh, let's do it. Like, you know, because I'm, gonna, they're going to teach me something. Like, whoever calls up, you're going to teach me something. So, all right. Yeah, this yeah. Story coming out right now. Um, it's it's what it's what drives me in my day to day. Why I do anything? It's because I get a kicker out of helping people. Not yeah. It's until you understand what that actually feels like. Um, it's bloody. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I think we've all had experience of, of some sort of giving or helping people and we know that every human is driven for that need of feeling like they're contributing in some way. So the more that we can unlock that and, and for people like you and I helping others to unlock that, it's really positive. I want to touch on something there that you mentioned is like well, sometimes when we get given something and we're like, where's this been? What's We weren't ready till that point. Mm. But when... When it hits the mark and we're well and truly ready to receive that message, then that's when we trust that gut and go, okay, I need to listen to as much of this as I can. Mm. Partly because not everyone, but I'm sure plenty of people have experienced something where someone is giving this glowing referral and they've gone, oh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. That's not feeling right. Or they've got a recommendation for a book. They've read a few chapters or pages and gone, I'm not really calling me. And then they've revisited that book years down the track and that it's just the perfect timing and, yeah. and that's 
what happens and these little moments of synchronicity and and people turning up at the right time what you just mentioned before the, the emotional resilience it's it's so massive you also touched on something that that we talked about this week and it's that you going out there and and putting you yourself out there you were at a point where you were ready to receive help from other people yeah and for me this is a conversation that's come up a lot in the last 12 months it's something that i was working on myself and it's something that i see a lot of people particularly in the space where we're giving to others is this ability to receive and more than just receive but receive unconditionally so we're not receiving that thinking i've got to repay this i've got to even this out i've got to give up no no just just accept it like a even if it's just a compliment someone says yeah. Like praises you and we go, oh, no, it's nothing. Well, you're doing them a disservice. Yeah. It's just being able to say, yeah, thank you and, and receive whatever has been given is so powerful. So for you in this in this period of time, what's what's the what's the highlight in what you've received at, at a time when you are reaching out to people and asking for help? Hmm. I think I think the I think the the highlight in, in all that was hearing from people that I'd never met before within probably half an hour that they go, I love what you're doing. And it's that, it's that I'm not getting told, no, we don't want, we don't want to do that stuff or we're not ready for it or we don't want to pay for it or we don't see the point of it. It's, Whatever you're providing now, and I and I do things a bit differently. I, you need to you need to be your own. I, I don't. I'm I'm a, I'm a big person about just you don't have to do what other people are doing because that's boring. Yeah, you need to be authentic. So learning from from all these these different people that I met through LinkedIn, and they had an interest in in what I'm doing, and they didn't even really know exactly what it was, like the whole nuts and bolts. But what that does is give give it gave me confidence to go. Bloody hell! They 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 give the tick. They don't even really know what's actually happening. Um, but people pretty quickly understand the passion that I have when I'm talking about things because I, I I seriously get in the zone. Like I'm like, what else can we do? I get off that call and I'm just like. I'm toasted um, because I'm on because the only reason I've become on is because because that's that's hitting the sweet spot for me to learn to, and it, it's fueling me with confidence to go, right, where do I take this next? And so what, yeah, the main thing is linking with those right people and that, that goes back to what, what we said right at the start. When you've got the right people that you can give or you can receive the confidence from for the right reasons, then that's all you need. Yeah. It might be three people. It might be yeah. 10. It's not going to be 100 because you can get lost in it all. But it's up to me as an individual to decide who that is. And this is, you know, like people have the inner circle within – within all their lives who who's got permission to be in part of that circle and who who who's bringing value to the circle 
Um, and people can come and go from that circle for different times. That That's okay. But who do, what do I need now? And I suppose that's part of the things that I work with when I'm working with individuals. If I don't know what they need now because I haven't asked for it. So when I asked for a conversation with people, I was really asking for help. Yeah. I just realised that, you know, I'm just going, I just want to talk to people about what I do. But I was really going, I need help here because it's bloody hard on your own to to, to run a business and grow it and go, well, how else can I do this? So yeah. all, of sudden, all of a sudden I could be working with the guy from Scotland and I said, I'd love to be able to do some stuff with your people. And I will one day. You watch. Yeah. Well, I don't doubt that. Yeah. yeah, so it opens you up to all these different things by just allowing yourself to receive. And one of those really cool moments of synchronicity was you talked about someone recommended something to you and you followed that, you received that and you went down that path and now it's got you a pretty impressive role for the next uh, for the next nine months. So tell us about that. Oh, yes. Um, so there was an advertisement through uh, the International Triathlon Union um, for a world triathlon mentoring program. And I just saw it through social media and I contacted um, the lady, uh, Michelle Cooper, who was in, in charge of Oceana um, Triathlon and sort of said, um, look, and it was under helping out mentoring people under the areas of governance, coaching, and um, I think it's administration. And I said, well, I'd, I'd, I'm not really an expert in that. I work with triathletes, so I understand a bit about it, but I'm, I'm not an expert there, but I'm, I'm an elite athlete mentor. And she encouraged me to, to just to, to, to have a crack at just applying for it. And um, got an email a couple of weeks ago saying, you've been successful in being one of five mentors for Australia. Um, to go through this uh, World Triathlon Mentoring Program. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, there's, it's an opportunity for me to go through a six-week uh, training program, so I'm going to learn more. So, again, I can learn that, and I'll be signed with um, um, someone um, probably internationally um, to mentor for the, probably the next nine months. So I see that there's, there's the door that's opened up to say that now I'm – you know, opportunity to work on on that plat on the on a world platform with one sport. Um, just do what you do well. Not not be worried about what it looks like because you've been selected for a reason. And again, there's another group that's come into my to my world out of the blue. Um, maybe not. Maybe it just it was meant to happen. And the the timing was was spot on. So yeah, pretty excited about that. Yeah, game changer. Massive. Yeah, yeah. So we talked yesterday just about where you're up to and just going over some of the conversations we've already had and, and what was clear to me is in a whole lot of areas of your life, uh, in family, in your work, in your own well-being, you're going to the next level. So you mentioned at the start about like knowing your destination. So as you move up the levels – Tell me about where you're seeing your destination now mm -hmm. and then 
perhaps what your mind's been opened up to in terms of how that destination could be even more impressive given how much you've grown over your journey. Yeah, and I, and I think that that the destination was to, I suppose, be self-sufficient and just keep ticking on and running my little 10-week programs and working with some individuals and teams and just be comfortable. But what, what's happened in this last six months is that um, aligned with some people that have actually been in business on the world stage, they've, they've been big. And when you've been big, you've, you've seen some great things, some not great things, but you've also, I, I feel privileged that I've, I've, I've found some people that are willing to stand alongside me to help guide me through, through that because I, I would look at being on the big stage on a, on a massive scale a bit scary. Um, I haven't been scared about working with people internationally, but I've been scared about or concerned about how do I how do I take a, this business to an online business so I can touch with more people? But then I go, it's not just it needs to be not Stewie centric. So I'm actually I'm actually wanting to work, and I'm I've started working with some of my athletes now to to be to be mentors um, and other people, and then I can actually bring people in like Ian Hawkins. Um, because you already do what you do. So I could, you can be part of that platform as an example and go, well, I've got experts. I already use experts in my current program. Yeah. Let's use people who are all over the place, whether it's here or the UK or America. There's people like us everywhere. And I'm, I'm willing to, to bring them along for the ride because before I was trying to, you know, be brave and try to, Soldier the whole lot. I can do this, big man. Right? I can do it all, but yeah, no. 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 Um, and I, need, I, need, I needed some help, so I put the hand up. Yeah, and you only need one person to have enough belief in you to, to take you on that ride, to just give you that, like instill belief in you and, and to, to help you at a time when you really need it to realise that, Yes, you're running a business, but you're about helping people. And if there's a way that you can help people on your journey as well, then not only do you both win there, but you, it creates a bigger win. It's yeah. it's not one plus one equals two. One plus one equals many, and that many can be infinite. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty pumped. I'm pretty pumped to be associated with the right people, knowing that I've un unlocked that ability to. Uh, as I said before, take those blinkers off and look around and look really big, and I'll be fine. I'm I'm a big boy. I'm I, I can I can put one foot in front of the other, uh, but I know how to I know how to listen to the gut when it comes to having because I've had people who have tried to draw me into their worlds to to help burst their business. I'm thinking, and that's that sort of happened not that long ago, and I, I really went, why, why do it for them? I, I can I can fire up my own gig. I can yeah. draw people into work work for me and with me. And I, yes. I, I, know I don't like that word for. It's with. 
I want people to work yes. with me because they will bolster what I can offer and they can't do it on their own either. Yeah. So <laughs> we're, all, we're, all, we're all helping each other out and it's going to make it so much, you know, um, more fun with more people on a, on a really cool journey. So when you see Next Level Leap popping up in, in the UK in six months' time, um, this, is where it's, this is where it started from, this little chat, because it's going yeah. to happen. Yep. Yeah, I feel that. So at a time now where people might be experiencing uncertainty, they, they know that they want to live in a different world, they want to improve in different areas, where would you suggest or recommend that they start that process with themselves? Like, what's the first step to start to start looking at what might be possible so they can really start creating an exciting destination for their future as well? Hmm. Working with a young group, um, eighteen to twenty-three year olds, uh, early this year, and we we're talking about the I, I call it the 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 GPS the GPS scenario. And, and I asked them the question, so what's if you all know what a GPS is? They go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the first thing you need to do with a GPS? And they're like, set the destination. It's like, right, correct. Because without that, the little lady can't say, turn left, turn right. <laughs> so then they look at me a bit funny and go, right. So what is your destination in the field that you're looking at? So it might be in a, in a job, for example, and they're going, well, I don't really know what that destination is. So my, so my next statement to them is generally, well, well, I, I, know, I know what you, I, I know, uh, you know, actually know what you don't want. And there you like, go. Yes. Yeah. Let's work backwards from that. So you know what yes. you, know you don't want to be working outdoors or nine to five or da da da. So let's work back from that. So that will help make things look a bit clearer as to what that might look like, particular industry or skill set, etc. These certainly got. So that's where I sort of start in that in that role of knowing that things can be pretty exciting when you've actually someone can show a bit map out a bit of a pathway of. How to how to get there, but that only comes once you've worked out a rough situ, rough scenario of that destination for that GPS, and that could be with your study, with school, with your friends, and we can go through a mirror. But let's work on the one that's most prevalent for you right now, um, yeah. so we can get excited. And you don't have to do that on your own. We can work together to try to work out what that looks like, right? And that's where I have always found in that. Um, I've been I'm Switzerland right so I'm I'm the neutral party so I'm not their coach I'm not their parent I'm not their boss so I will throw a neutral perspective onto their little world and I said chuck it all in the middle and they can pick the bones out of it and work out well let's yeah let's I, I want a bit of that so let's 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 explore that and then together we can work out that bit of a plan. So that's that's sort of my, my suggestion in, in anything about working out the destination. And then the, my, my role is to be, I'm at the back, I'm on the rudder at the back to help, um, you know, steer steer that ship or that, that skateboard or that 
Lamborghini to where you need to go. And that'll come from maybe some things that I've experienced, maybe something that I've learned from someone like you or my next door neighbor or my kids or that 15 year old kid that didn't think they'd teach me anything. I'm going, aha, we've got networking. It's helping with the network and it's helping with um, confidence. Confidence is one of the biggest things um, that, that is, that is that hurdle and, and overthinking. It's probably the number one overthinking is probably the number one topic that I deal with people and we start talking and it's like, well, what if, what if, okay, that's, that's something we can. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's come back to that. Um, let me just see if I can talk and, and remember what I was going to say. Uh, so you were talking about that. Oh yeah. The destination. I think it's important to, to add, and, and I'm sure you would agree with this, that because you talked about it, right? A rough idea. Mm. It's not about it's not about necessarily having to hold yourself to that destination. So whether you're calling it a goal, an intention, a destination, it's about the work that you will do on yourself in order to work towards that. That flag can move to whatever because as you grow, you'll realise that you were playing too small with that destination anyway. That anyway, there's far bigger and better places you can go to than that. So it's really important for people to remember, don't get caught in your own head thinking, oh, I'm never going to get to that goal or I'm never, uh, like it's unachievable or maybe it's not the right goal. It's, it's okay because it's moving you forward and you can move that as you go, right? Yeah. And that, that's part of trusting, trusting the process. Um, yes, it's a conversation I have with a lot of sports people. Um, one example is say working with um, some cricketers I work with, and and you know, classic example is say if uh, they've got a batsman, you're facing a bowler, and they're all worried about, oh, that bloke's quick and he, he's going to bowl my stumps out, and, and I said, mate, what are you worried about? Like they don't. What are you worried about? They don't even know where the ball's going to land. They might think they know where it's going to land, but when it comes out the hand, it could go anywhere. They're they're not absolutely perfect, so you just deal with whatever gets chucked at you. So it's a really good way for people to sort of go, yeah, right. You know, right. He might run in quick, but he might he might do a Bob Hawke and not let go of it real early, and it might be Johnny Howard. Johnny Howard. Yeah, Johnny Howard. Oh, that might happen. So why why waste their energy worrying about what what might happen, and actually trust the process as to all you need to do is watch that ball as it comes, and then deal with what's thrown up to you. And going back to what you're talking about, it's it's well, you, you don't know what's going to get chucked at you, but what can you control moving forward in any of those scenarios? What you know, I, I don't know where I'm headed, but you know what. If I've got all the other things lined up, I'm holding myself accountable, I'm communicating well, I'm organised, I'm getting the right sleep, just those little things, trusting that process moving forward to actually day-to-day, hour-by-hour, getting things done, ticking the boxes, the scoreboard will look after itself eventually, as, as we yeah. say. Um, yeah. Because we're all worried about what the score is. While we're looking at the scoreboard, we're not looking at 
the ball or my business or listening to the person that I'm talking to right now because I'm watching someone walking past. So I'm not doing what I'm meant to do and being great at it. Yeah. I think you've kind of answered the question around like what would you suggest to people when they're stuck in that overthinking because it is, it's going back to process. And um, you you mentioned before about sharing. I'll I'll share a podcast with you and and for the um, viewers as well. So a mate of mine put me onto this the other day. Uh, Shane Watson's got a great podcast and he interviews uh, different um, cricketers. And he, he interviewed Justin Langer. And Justin Langer was talking about like having those clear processes. And he said what you said before about watching the ball. And he knew that when, when he was batting, if his eyes were level and looking straight down the pitch, his nose was looking straight down the pitch, and he watched the ball, then the rest of it will take care of itself. But what I found most interesting is now that he's not a batter anymore, he's not playing cricket, but he's coaching, he uses that same um, mantra to pull himself back into line in all parts of his life. So he talked about, oh, I've got some stuff going on with my 23-year-old daughter and she's out and I'm worried. And he and he'll go in this, like, as we do as humans, create this whole story about all the scary things that could happen. And he just brings himself back in this, uh, just watch the ball. Just watch the ball. And then and watching the ball is just a way to recenter and just think, okay, well, what what's the reality of the situation? And as you said, focus on what you can control. So is there anything else that you would say to overthinkers? Because I think mm. <laughs> I know that a lot of overthinkers at this time will have had more time than usual to think and they may have ended up a bit lost in a spiral of yeah. overthinking that hasn't been healthy. So what, what would you say? I think the main thing is for is to, is to have something which is their reset button. So it's okay for those thoughts. And we all have always have thoughts that pop into our brain like so many times. I think there's, there's a stat, something like, I think we have 10,000 more synapses each day in our brain than our grandparents did. Wow. Things to deal with, you know, phones, things happening, da, 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 internet. Like, so we make a gazillion more decisions. So when, when, when thoughts come into our head because we're filling our head with so much more guff, um, what, one is to recognise that whatever's come in and what, then what we do with it. Um, so you can listen to it and then go, right, what am I going to do with that? Either um, let it through to the keeper and how you do that is to be able to have have a reset or a, or a mantra or a saying or something that it's like, well, I've got to get rid of that. Um, and a classic example of work with a few people, I've, I've got something they, they just refer to. It's just a quick saying. It could be something like, I've got this. I'm good. Well, I'm good. Like, it's a really simple one. I'm good. And then all of a sudden, that, that's gone because you're, you're telling yourself, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Um, or, you, or you're seeing that. So it needs to be that, that, that reference point to, to go to very quickly and then have that ability to, to focus on something else which is positive related to, to not what you were thinking about. And, you know, whether, whether it is just like we've got so much time on our hands that if we're in the habit of worrying about the things, what we can also get good at is practicing 
thinking about the positive things. So when we are think, aren't thinking about the blah, blah negatives, we can yeah. be looking for the great stuff. And something that I do with, with some friends of mine is we, um, we talk about the trees. So if, trees always look great, right? They're always there. They were good, looking good yesterday and they'll look again good tomorrow. But some days trees just look crap or we don't even, they're not in the radar. So what I do now is I'll be walking past the tree. It might look a bit daggy, but I'll just reach out and I'll just grab it and go, that's awesome. I like this tree. What am I doing? I'm just looking for positives. Could be a tree or a shrub or I'm going, there's a bird. If your brain, if your brain is happy to look for and recognize good things, it's a powerful machine. And so while it's looking at that, it's not looking for the negatives or it's not listening to the negatives. And so our self-talk becomes better because we can have a bit of fun saying, how's the trees going today? Unreal. Cool. What else am I looking at? Brilliant. <laughs> and it brings me back to something you said and, and is true to your story is you had to focus on what was most important in your life in this last little period. And when we can focus on that through a positive lens and keep looking for the positives, even when things are challenging, then that's when we can start building that momentum. And as you rightly said, sometimes when we're going through that, we need help with that. And that's yeah. okay. I think that's too long has been seen as a weakness. To me and from my experience, it's actually the greatest show of strength to put your hand up and say, I need help because when you do that, you'll be staggered of who will show up and who will help you and how much they will say, you've helped me through something before I would, I would do this for you, no hesitation. And I, that was probably me last year, sort of middle of last year, going through some really difficult times. And, and I did, I had to just go, I reached out to a, to a handful of people and, and some of them, have just had the most profound impact and I make sure I say that to them because I don't know where I would have been if I hadn't got that help. Mm. It's, um, it takes more courage to, to put the hand up and ask for help and 99 times out of 100, if you ask for that, H-E-L-P, if you ask for help in whatever form that is, people... People get that you wouldn't have asked them if you didn't trust them. Yeah. And, and, and they will always give you something. They might not give you the, the whole answer, but they'll give you something if you ask for help. Yes. Because that, that's, that's, that's human nature to go. Yeah. And I'll, I'll ask people to ask that question of people, you know, any, any chance you can help me out. And all of a sudden, yes, you have my attention. I'll give you what I can. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, if 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 any if people can take one one particular powerful thing out of today is that have the courage to 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 reach out and say whatever whatever that is, and it might just be getting some direction. It might just be getting some validation on what they already think, like I did with you guys. And they're going, "Whatever you're doing, it's great." And that's enough for you to keep going. Yeah. Or yeah. look over there because there's some shiny stuff over there that you've never heard of before and it's unreal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Nah. So right. So right. And you may just be surprised what you find. That's a great way to wrap that up, Stewie. Thank you so much for sharing and, and sharing so openly. I know like these are like challenging things that you've been through, but the fact that you were so open about that, it's gonna help so many people to go through that same path. Hmm. They they might feel things within themselves that they know need attention and it's better to find out sooner rather than later when you can actually make a difference, not hide from it because you're scared of what you find. You actually end up in a worse place. So thank you so much for sharing that story. I really appreciate you and I appreciate you giving us that wisdom and guidance today. Good on you, mate. Cheers, I've mate. Had fun. I've had fun. See you later. Great. See you, mate. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Grief Code podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please share it with a friend or family member that you know would benefit from hearing it too. If you are truly ready to heal your unresolved or unknown grief, let's chat. Email me at info at ianhawkinscoaching.com. You can also stay connected with me by joining the Grief Code community at ianhawkinscoaching.com forward slash the grief code. And remember, so that I can help even more people to heal, please subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform.